You're listening to bonus episode 113 of the Journey to Launch podcast. I am sitting down with Money Launch Club member Josie to hear about her story and all that she's been doing with her money. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, hey, journeyers. What did I say? I'm doing a few bonus episodes and I hope you smiled again when you saw that there was something special this Friday. That's if you're listening to this in real time, bonus episode on a Friday. And I don't typically do this, but I'm so excited about the Money Launch Club. So the doors for the Launch Club, the Money Launch Club, they are now open. Woohoo! And If you are totally new to what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Money Launch Club is the membership community for journeyers just like yourself who are making major strides in their finances, who are getting the support, the tools, the resources, basically everything you need for that financial independence toolkit. It's in the Money Launch Club and doors are open now. So if you've been just curious, you want to join, you've been on the fence, now's your time because the doors are closing next week. So the last time to join the launch club before I'm shutting it down again for a few more months is now. Doors close on August 23rd. So go to moneylaunchclub.com to join right now. And don't just take my word for it. I want you to hear a clip from Money Launch Club member Jillian as she talks about how she grew her confidence and how this community has really, really helped her. Hi, I'm Jillian. I found the financial independence movement about six months ago after like um, 20 years of cycling through debt, money stress, and it was really exciting, but also really overwhelming. So luckily, one of the first financial independence podcasts that I found was uh, the Jamila's Journey to Launch podcast. And of course, through that, I was introduced to the community, which I joined up because I thought, you know, I could use a lot more mentoring and accountability. And then what I found in the community was a lot of really focused content, uh, really stage specific information based on kind of where you are in your journey, which was helpful. Uh, A lot of group meetings, weekly check-ins, monthly goals. So like a real community feel where everybody kind of bands together. And it's really helped me grow my confidence and stay focused. So I love the community. Thank you, Jamila, so much for building it. Thanks so much, Jillian, for sharing your experience in the Money Launch Club. Now, I wanted to bring on another amazing Money Launch Club member, Josie, because I figured what better way to one, profile people who are on the journey, right? Just profiling people who are on the journey, just like yourself and what they're doing and what they have overcome and are still overcoming. I know you love hearing stories like that. So I wanted to be able to provide that to you. And then what better way to hear it from an actual member who's in the Money Launch Club and like just basically showing firsthand how they're gaining benefits. So no matter what, you're going to gain something from this interview is my hope. But I'm really excited to have Josie on the show. Now, you'll hear Josie comes from a family of nine and she's from Mexico. Her family's from Mexico. And you'll hear about her 
journey to bettering her finances, getting on the right track and all she's done and what she can help also instill in you on your journey. If you want any of the episode show notes, you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 113. This is episode 113. Don't forget, if you're on social media, make sure you're following me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Journey to Launch. Since it's launch week and the doors open, definitely going to be seeing more of me. So if you want to see and say hello and basically just like connect, now's a chance. Like say hello. Make sure you're following me. I love interacting with you. All right. Without further ado, let's hop into this conversation with Josie. Hey, Journeyers. So I am back with a special type of interview. This is one where I am talking to someone in the thick of the journey, like yourself, because I think it's really important to showcase like what this looks like in real time for someone going through the debt journey stage. And then where you are actually, Josie, and I'm going to introduce you soon, is like you're a little bit further ahead because you are debt free besides the mortgage, which is where a lot of people want to get to. So thank you, Josie Espinoza, for coming on the podcast to share your story. Hi, Jamila. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, I'm a little yes, bit and nervous. I, and I was saying before we press record, don't be nervous. So Josie is also a Launch Club member and you are one of my star members in terms of everyone's a star member. So don't get jealous of any other members listening, but you do show up. Like you, I think you, I don't think you miss a class or a virtual meeting. Like it's amazing. Yeah, I'm always there. I think I had to cut one half because of my daughter, but I'm always right. there. Yeah, so it's amazing. So I think that's reflected in kind of the progress you made since you joined the Launch Club and just in general with your finances. But what I really want this to be about is you're sharing your story, how you got to where you are now, and really as like a testimonial to people who are also in the thick of the journey too. So first, let's just kind of get into like where you live, your profession, and where you are financially right now. So I live in the Central Valley of California in a tiny city in the middle of nowhere. Um, this is mostly agriculture area. So most of the people work in the fields picking fruit. And that's where I started working. I would go with my parents to pick oranges or grapes. And at that time, I felt like I was just going with them to go because I didn't have a babysitter. But now as I'm older, I understand it was because they actually did need my help. And financially, I am a teacher and I am currently, we're debt free just our mortgage and we're saving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So, all right, let's go back. I find that fascinating. So I didn't know that about your kind of like backstory. So you were born in Mexico, right? Yes, I was born in Mexico. My parents migrated to California when I was eight. So I started school in the fourth grade here. Uh, and my parents would take me to work in the fields like Saturdays or vacation time, like summer or winter break. I would go to the fields. Like I thought everybody would do that. I thought they would all go with their parents. I didn't know uh, any different. I didn't even know like about babysitters existed because I would go with him and it was actually legal for them to take me. So when the bosses would come by, I would hide under like the orange trees and it was the worst experience because there were snails and I hated snails. Oh and, my gosh. I don't know. I have so many stories like working in the grapes in the 110 degree weather. It was hard. But at that time, I didn't even know about temperatures or it didn't affect me. I was just there with my parents and it was actually not always bad. It was fun. My brother would make it fun and we would play games and work and all at the same time. 
So mm-hmm. I I went to the fields up to when I came back for the summer, I still went and picked grapes to be able to afford like my housing. And I got a car because of the fields and I bought my first computer. My parents didn't have money to buy me a computer. So they said they made a deal. They told me, you need to go pick grapes for a whole summer and we'll give you the last check because they never gave me checks. Like it all just went to the family. Mm -hmm. So that year I worked the whole summer and they gave me my last check and I was able to buy my first computer. And I think I value work now because for them, they just wanted me to work at a, like a store. They said somewhere where you have heat or AC, like, so you don't have to be in the fields. And for my family, I'm the youngest of nine Mm -hmm. and the first one that went to college and I left to college an hour away. And that was the end of the world for them because I was the youngest and I was away from my family. But now that they see me that I'm working and I'm a teacher and I have a profession, a like profession, then they are thankful that I did that, that I rebelled against them kind of. Yeah. Well, so I'm just, I mean, wow. Like, you know, your story, like I'm like listening to it and I'm just like, what made you want more? So you could have followed in their footsteps, which would be fine, right? Like they made like a noble living, like they took care of you. But what made you feel like, okay, wait, there's something else I want to do. What prompted you to kind of like go against what they kind of wanted you to do? I was in the Abbott program in high school. And one of my teachers was the one that What's the Abbott program? Abbott, I don't even know what it stands for, but I know it gets you ready for college. Like in high school, it's a special class. It was like my elective. So in that class, we would learn about college and how to apply and we would go visit colleges and all that stuff. So my teacher was the one that encouraged me to apply. So um, I didn't know about money. So we went to like the college fairs and I was talking to one of the teachers and she said, oh, the application, it's a hundred and something dollars. And I'm like, wait, I have to pay for this. Like it's actual money. I don't remember where I got the money from to apply, but I applied to everything my teacher told me to. At that time, I don't even remember wanting a career. I just wanted to go to college because my teacher told me that I should go to college. Mm -hmm. And then once I started getting the acceptance letters, I actually kind of hid them from my parents. And I didn't tell them. I accepted um, to go to Fresno State, which is an hour away from here. And my parents found out that I was going because I was preparing to go, but I didn't tell them. And my parents actually found out that I was going to college because we were at a school event and one of the teachers came up to my mom and said, oh, congratulations, you're letting your daughter go to college. I'm so proud of her and all this stuff. And my mom was like, what? She's going to college? <laughs> so then because my that teacher came up to my mom, she's like, okay, so then I guess college is a good thing. It was really hard for me being away. It was an hour away, but for my mom, it was really bad. But after all, I think they got used to it. Did you have like a lot of debt when you graduated? Like what was your state financially when you started intentionally like on this financial freedom journey? Well, in college, I had two jobs, but I still um, ended with 13,000 of student loans because at that time I still didn't know anything about like finance. I just went to college and grants and loans. Okay. Anything that's going to pay for it. I wasn't thinking ahead. So I ended up with about 13 in student loans. And I came back and I got a teacher job right away and I started making money, but I started spending money because my mom always would say like, oh, money is to be spent. So I, she never told me about savings account or not being in debt or anything. So I started spending all my money. I would spend, I didn't save anything. I did buy a house 
And then I got married. And when we got married with my, well, with my husband, we still spent a lot of money. Everything we made, we had zero savings. I kind of found Dave Ramsey on Pinterest accidentally, the mm-hmm. steps. And I was like, oh, wait, there's a life without debt. So that kind of got my attention. And I started paying the little, uh, the small credit cards, but I didn't stop using them. So I was paying and paying and just kept using them until I think my breaking point was when we came back for our vacation from a vacation. And it was July. We went for 4th of July and we came back. At that time, we had three credit cards and they were all maxed out. And I still had a few weeks for my next paycheck because I'm on salary. So I get every month and it's very consistent. So I was relying on that one, but we still had like a few weeks without money and we didn't have any savings. And it was, I think, the worst feeling ever. And that's what made me change. From then on, I went back and found Dave Ramsey and I um, started paying off debt. Mm. Now, how much debt do you think you probably paid off? How much debt did you pay off to become debt free? Like where you are today? Do you know? We paid almost like 50000 Wow. Wow. Because it was like almost 20 in credit cards. And then we have a truck that was 30 that I think if at that time, I think if I would have known now, we wouldn't have bought the truck. Right. <laughs> I didn't have like a sense of money. What did you actually do differently? Well, when I came back from the vacation, I started selling all the stuff. I had a lot of name brand stuff that I would not even use. So I sold a lot. Thanks to that, I became an inspiring minimalist. <laughs> kind of like I had to because I mm-hmm. had to sell all my stuff. I sold, we stopped using the credit cards since that time we haven't used it since. And I found a community on Instagram, like the debt-free community that I started following that hashtag. I don't even know how I found it. And then I found podcast and then I've been obsessed with podcasts ever since. (laughs) And (laughs) which is probably how you found me, right? (laughs) Yes. I was trying to think, I think I found you through Clever Girl. Oh yes. Bola, Clever Girl Finance. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I found you because then I just listened to some podcasts and they have guests. So then I follow them and now I don't even listen to music. It's all podcasts. And I remember you mentioning something about you make your own reality. So now I feel that finance is my own reality now. Like I feel awkward talking to other friends because I don't know what to talk about because all (laughs) I want to talk about is finance. Well, and that's the thing, like when you are sucked into this world, like you realize this world exists, right? It's almost like, I'm like, my gosh, like, cause there've been people online talking about money and having podcasts about money before I came along a long time. It's just amazing when you can like open up your like world to that. And so the fact that you and your husband, and so I have to ask, like your husband was on board with this. Cause there are some people who, who know that they need to change, but it's like them and a partner. And so it, how did that happen? Was he on board right away to take some conversation and say, listen, we got to change things. He was on board right away. And he's actually like my accountability partner. When I go to the store and he's like, oh, is that in the budget? Would Dave Ramsey approve of that? Or I'm going to tell Dave Ramsey kind of thing. (laughs) So I'm lucky that he is on board. And I am the spender in the relationship. So he always keeps me on check on the spending. And he's always willing to support. Like he just hands over the check and I, I get to, I'm the bookkeeper. So I get to decide and just pass information along. Right. That's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's so great that you guys are on the same page like that. So their journey of levels, you know, before I used to kind of just simplify it, which it still can, you can identify as beginner, intermediate or advanced in terms of like where you are on stages to reach financial independence. And you are more, you know, you're at a different stage. You're at the stage where you're not focused on debt payoff because you're already out of debt and it's about building and wealth at this point, like saving and investing to reach some of your goals. So um, and I identify that as like an aviator level stage. Don't worry, listeners, you're kind of going to break down on what that all means soon. But for you, how long do you get to kind of your next step? What's your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to be able to travel. Right now that we're saving our three to six months emergency fund. And I think it's even harder than paying off debt because now that we have the money, there's so many other things that we can cash flow because we have the money and then next month we'll um, add it up. Don't worry, we'll recuperate it. So I think for me, this is harder. This step is it's wow. harder because the money's there and I don't know. Yeah, that's actually a good perspective. I mean, I've actually feel like I haven't heard that kind of detail in terms of why it's a little harder for this level. Cause you think for some people it's like, Oh, like this is easier. Cause now it's like, I have all this money, but on the other end, you have all this money that not going to debt anymore. So you have to consciously make the decision. Okay. I choose that. Like, this is still my goal. And to get to that goal, I need to keep saving and investing. All right. So one of the things that you did since joining the launch club and kind of making all the strides, which when you mentioned it, when you announced it in the launch club, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I definitely have to talk to Josie about this, but you recently resigned. I did. I did resign my job. Because thanks to our emergency fund, I was working in a, an environment that was affecting my mental health. And thanks to the finance, the knowledge that I have gained, I was able to comfortably resign because I knew that there was things I could fall back to if things didn't work out. I was really thankful where as soon as I resigned, I started applying and I got several job offers somewhere else. And I think right now I feel like freedom. Like I almost Mm. made it to, even though it's not my ultimate goal, I am thankful that I was able to do that. Thanks to all your help. Oh, well, so here's the thing. And this is what I just love. Like this even excites me more than when people like reach the ultimate goal, right? Cause I feel like this level of freedom, this level where you can walk away from a job that is not serving you, that is taking a toll on your mental health, that you just soul sucking or whatever it was, or just, it's just, you know, it doesn't fit. Like, you know, you want to try something new or you want to travel or you want to take some time off. But the fact that you worked your way up to this level, it's like you're, you're getting the benefits of almost financial freedom, independence. Now, obviously, you know, it's not like, you know, there is a limit probably to how long you can be out of work and whatever, but you have the opportunity to like live that life of freedom today. And that's what I hope, that's what I wish for everyone. And I think everyone can at least get to that stage where they have the option to walk away or to take a break if they need to. Yeah. And I feel like I've learned, I'm like, okay, if I don't get a job, there's a lot of side hustles I can do. I can keep keep myself busy with something else. Yeah. And I think too, what happens is like, you're taught, right? And I get it. Like it's the safety net of like a job. And again, I'm not against working, you know, it's just like working, doing something you want to work and do or love, or at least that you feel like you're bringing value into it. And Sometimes when you're on the journey, you're just like the ultimate like goal is just like maybe to travel all the time. 
But what about right now? What can I do right now to make these changes? You can do these things too. Yeah. And what we learned while we were preparing, we were like, okay, we're going to try to see if we can live on only my husband's income for one month, just to practice in case you don't get a job. And we learned that, yeah, we can only live with only my husband's income. So we're going to keep it up and that should speed up our savings. So yeah, something else, something positive that came out of that too. Yeah. And like the worst case is that for most people, especially if you get to a point where the house of cards is not going to fall because you you built it on a stable foundation financially is that you can go back and get a job. You can do a side hustle. You could do all these things that maybe before you'd be afraid to do, or you don't think it's possible, but because you're surrounded even virtually, right? Just like virtually by people who are like talking about doing these things. You're listening to people on podcasts doing it. And it's just like, wait a second, there's an option out there. Like it doesn't have to just be this one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is like, you know, you also are a mom. So I think for, you know, that adds another layer of like for some people where it's like, all right, that's even more reason why I should stay and kind of tough it out. But did also being a mom really also make you feel like, all right, this is actually pushing me to like take the leap because I know what this means. Yes. Yes. I have a lot of mom guilt (laughs) when leaving my daughter and that job that was affecting my mental health. I think it was affecting the relationship with my daughter and how I came home to her. So I think being a mom kind of also gave me that little push, like, oh, it's not fair for her that you feel this way. (laughs) I think that kind of did help me move forward with resigning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what advice do you have for journeyers who are listening to this? And they're like, yes, Josie, like, this is kind of what I want to do. Like, this is what I'm working towards. What advice do you have for them that they can start applying to their life and they can look forward to? I think it's just being patient and keep keep going no matter what. And I think me resigning, I kept, there was a quote, something about if you want to do something, do it afraid. Or if you're afraid to do something, do it afraid. I kept that in my mind as I was walking to my boss's office. I'm like, I really want to do this. I'm scared to do it, but I'm going to do it scared or something like that. So I think just being confident and knowing that small steps still take you forward kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Now you are one to like, not only like you invest in yourself, it's evident just because like, I know like you show up, like not just investing money, but just like time to learn and to be a part of the communities and to get the education that you need to move forward. Another thing that I want people to understand how, like how important that is to reaching their goals it's not just investing in the markets and outside of yourself is investing in yourself in terms of like an investment you made in yourself or something you gain educationally, like, like come more of like not something you can necessarily measure. What's something that you feel like has been like the biggest contributor to helping you reach your goals? The confidence, I think from other people like, Oh, like in your episode when you quit your job. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so proud. I was over here crying. (laughs) So I think that has inspired me to move forward and has really changed my mindset to know that there's a whole different world out there in finance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one of the things that you mentioned as kind of like the precursor to us talking was, you know, it's not, if you can't, right. Like there are some people who maybe don't have the, the means to pay for anything or resource, even like buy a book. That's not necessarily most people's stories, but we live in the age of the internet and so many things are free. Like the podcast is free that you're listening to and you can Google 
So I want to make people understand like there's so many levels to how you can invest in yourself and you keep on going no matter what your background, like working in the fields, like coming here from Mexico, like, and you still manage to like set yourself up with a pretty great life. Yeah. And I think now that like with the internet, my hairstylist, I quote her all the time. She said like, not knowing it's not an excuse anymore because you have the internet, the technology. So I think all this information is just a matter of wanting and doing and moving forward with it. Now that I know all this, I, like I said, I want to talk finance to everybody, my nieces and nephews who are going to college. I'm like, wait, you, you don't want student loans here, start a yeah. job and all this stuff. Right, right. And that's that trickle down effect where it's like when you're now more aware, you're equipped to help the future generations and people around you do better. All right. So just before we wrap up, I do want to just like kind of ask you about like your experience with the Launch Club and how you feel like it's helped you on your journey. I am a love for the Launch Club. I think <laughs> I love all the classes because I am learning so many new things that I didn't even know I needed to know. Like when it was the investing investing class, the retirement, I was able to go and make better decisions or more informed decisions about my retirement accounts. And I love talking to other people who have the same mindset like me and seeing how some people are ahead of me and some people are like, I can encourage them and move forward. I love the Friday when you get to put in your win of the week. And I love reading everybody else's win. And I'm through the week, I'm already thinking, okay, what am I doing right this week that I'm going to share? So it kind of yeah. keeps in a positive mindset. Right, right. And that's like, we do that every Wednesday. It's a win and lesson. So I don't like to call yeah. anything like a loss. So it's like, what's your win and lesson for the week? And yeah, it's fun when we do that because you really get to see kind of like the weekly progress that people are making. It's like those wins that we need to celebrate because this is a long, it, this can be a long journey for some. And so don't forget to like, give yourself some credit, encourage yourself along the way, because that's what it's all about. Like, it's not just the end goal. It's like all these little milestones and lessons that you're learning along the way. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Josie. She shows up to every launch club virtual event. It's amazing. I love it. And you see the correlation between how much progress she's made in her finances. You heard that she quit her job. So she's in the work flexibility stage and I'm just loving it. I love seeing the kind of progress that money launch club members are making. So if you want to join us now, it's a chance you can go to money launch club dot com to sign up join us and we want to meet you i want to meet you i mean hello I, i'm talking to you like virtually like i close my eyes and i envision you like listening to this podcast but i want to get to know you um and the best way other than obviously like social media and you being on the newsletter list is we create a better connection obviously when you're in the money launch club not only that but you get the resources tools and everything you need to succeed on this journey to financial independence and freedom once again, go to journeytolaunch.com slash episode 113. That's where you get the episode show notes for what we discussed. If you want to read a little bit more about Josie's story, and if you're ready just to come on over and join us, go to moneylaunchclub.com. This is going to be the last time to join us for a little while. We're closing doors on August 23rd. So come on and join us before that closes. And I can't wait to see you. All right, journeyers, until next week, keep on journeying. Keep on journeying.